What's up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of That's the Angle, hosted by me, Bruce Allen, or as you might know me on YouTube or Instagram, the Bruce Allen. And guys, uh, I had a really, really cool meeting with a photographer, much older than I, much wiser than I, and much more uh, monetarily successful than I. So let me explain. Uh, oh, during the week, or not during the week, but last weekend, four, four days ago maybe, I covered an event at the Natural Portrait Gallery, and I, there's a bunch of very important people, very famous painters like Chuck Close, who did a, um, a uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Bill, sorry, he did the Bill Clinton portrait, and you know, the people, then the girl who did the Obama portrait was there, just tons of A-list painters, essentially. And while I'm there taking pictures, doing all this stuff, I met this gentleman who I accidentally met. I'm a sucker for the wrong person. His name was Philip. And Philip, shout out to you if you're listening to this. I know I'd send you the link to this podcast. So shout out uh, to you for having me over coffee. And I met him, and he told me in our short conversation that he was a photographer. And this was interesting to me, interesting to me because I've never met any photographers that looked as dapper as he did, as old as he did, and uh, and also as personable. And also, uh, he told me that he made $1.5 million in one year uh, selling photography. And I said, holy crap, dude. So, I got his information. And today, I went and I went over to his... <laughs> I went over to his place where he lives at the Watergate Hotel. And if you guys don't know this, the Watergate Hotel is a very expensive place to live in D.C. I mean, living in D.C. is expensive by itself. But living at the Watergate is like a whole nother level of living and so went over to his place and I walked in and let me tell you I've never seen a view with that many windows overlooking Georgetown and Georgetown's like the hoity-toity area of DC I've never seen that before and it was just so impressed that a photographer was able to uh, make this kind of a living and so you know he made me some coffee and we sat down and before we started chatting he was like sending off some edits you know of course he's busy right and, you know, we sat and we chatted and we just talked about photography and just shot the shit. Um, I just, I didn't really have any goals or MO going into it. I just sort of wanted to talk, see what the conversation led and just learn from someone who has been uh, doing so well in it and just making such a living for it for such a long time. I'm pretty sure he said he's been shooting for over 30 years. I mean, that's insane considering I've been shooting for only two. And what's really interesting about Phil or Philip, sorry, is that he comes from the very traditional side of photography that um, I never never have and never would have gotten the chance to experience. And that's where photography was something that the ordinary man couldn't do. Before there was mass uh, digital cameras, he came from an era where having a film Hasselblad was the creme de la creme, where if you wanted your picture taken or you wanted your portrait taken, you had to go to a photography studio. So he came from a time when uh, that was at, in its heyday. And he was telling me that he owns a building out in McLean. And McLean, for reference, is a very rich, or not, yeah, not rich, but like a very wealthy part of Virginia. It's where like uh, people who have very nice government jobs. I mean, these are houses where people make, you know, million dollar plus easily. And so he had a photography studio, he has a photography studio out of there. Well, he did, you know, back in the heyday. And he was telling me he had a staff, he had like a big staff and he was doing like four or five sessions a day, um, just doing portraits or what whatnot and um, owned the building. 
and uh, yeah, it was just it was just incredible that he was just thriving at an era of photography. Was that the golden era? I don't know. I think things just sort of change and we adapt to that. So he was re- so he was very successful during that time, and he's still successful. Don't get me wrong, but this was you know that time um, during that time, and uh, you know when no one else could really do it, you had to go to the, to a guy. He was that guy. Now photography has changed where anyone can take it and. From talking to him and just asking him, I said, so how have you kind of been adapting to this change in technology and change to the approach to photography? He says that it's his client base, that he has, you know, uh, a big client base that he built up from all his time, you know, through his whole career. But his client base, and that client base is what allows him to do what he does now, but that client base is also... um, a very wealthy client base and so that was a big takeaway for me is that you know he has the right clients he, he he can he can only do you know however many shoots a year and it's not much because he's an older guy you know he can, only, he can only do so much and and but he can live off that because he makes a lot from each shoot which is really cool and i i think that's an interesting aspect that he's he still has these great relationships with people um throughout all this time you know he didn't lose them he was telling me that he has such a great relationship with them that he you know is always touching base that he updates with them um that he's just sort of uh, keeping them around you know like like any good client you kind of stay in each other's orbit whether or not you're talking all the time but he was saying essentially that's how he's still able to do well is because he has great clients just from the years and i just found that so fascinating um about it and he 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 does shoot completely digital now uh, which which is cool, um, you know, and uh, no more hassle, no more film Hasselblads, and uh, you know, I showed him some of my work. Uh, we chatted. I showed him some of my fine art stuff. He told me some some things that he that he's done to you know that helps make him a lot of money. But overall, um, it was just super. It was just super super interesting because honestly, the kind of work that he does and the kind of work that he built his entire career off of is not necessarily the work that I want to do or that I just it's not the, it's not the work that I want to build my legacy off of but I totally respect it because a hustle is a hustle and making in the photography world is still making the photography world everyone just is just going to do it in their own way and so to hear him talk about how he did it is just so amazing to me and just so cool because um at the end of the day it's still you know hitting the shutter snapping a picture using a lens it's just it's all the marketing and that was something else that he told me he was like he said that it's a lot about marketing yourself too it's not just um taking photos and you know he was like you know some of the best photographers die broke or poor and i'm like yeah like i i totally understand that i i totally believe that some of the best artists die alone somewhere and no one ever sees their work i totally believe it i don't want to end up that guy so it's like this whole conversation really makes me think about the whole business side of photography a lot more and just you know if I'm not, which I'm not, you know, if I'm not at a place financially where I want to be or even at a place that I consider stable, then I need to look at that and be like, or even you guys, if you're not at a, you know, place financially where you want to be with your photography, maybe we got to audit ourselves and kind of be like, yo, like, how do I get there? Maybe I got to look more at the business. Maybe I should spend less time making YouTube and podcasts. I don't think I'm going to, but I'm saying like, cut out extra bullshit and focus on the marketing and business side. Uh, Because at the end of the day, you got to eat, you need a place to live. And, um, 
And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I have to say at this really incredible meeting. I, you know, I've never really gotten the chance to, you know, sit down with another photographer um, of his of his level, of his caliber, of his success level before, or any or any older photographers. So it was this was just a really fun experience for me, and I kind of based my whole day around it. And so, yeah, guys, you know, I, that's it for me. And I guess just to wrap it up, the big takeaways were um, have good relationships with your clients, uh, have rich clients, if you can, um, treat your clients like people, you know, that's very important. I think it's always, it's people first, guys. Treat your clients like people, because they are. <laughs> and, um, you know, just keep your head down and stay consistent and just work hard and try to think of ways you can market your business and whatnot and know that there's definitely some things i'm leaving out that i don't want you guys to know that i'm going to keep for myself not trying to be greedy but you know hey yeah boy you know i can't be giving away all secret sauce but um, it was just a great conversation and whether or not if me and him ever if i ever get to steal any of his time again uh is irrelevant but it was just um an honor and just super fun to chat with him and just um see that it is possible to see that there is levels to this game that is definitely attainable and you know he to my knowledge is not a famous photographer by any means but he is still living a good life and that is something that i truly admire and uh respect so philip thank you man much love uh if you're listening to this i know you're gonna check out my podcast but uh all right guys that's it for me uh besides this day uh, i just want to say that i dropped a new uh, interview with Mark, a local photographer who is way more clouded up than I. He's got like 40,000 followers and he shoots some of the sexiest girls on Instagram. I mean, those girls that you like would never dream of DMing or hanging out with, he has shot them half naked. And we even talk about that because that was a question I had. We even talk about that. Like, what's that like? And so, and he just drops a lot of knowledge bombs on us and just a just overall really great dude and you got to check out the interview so it's live on the youtube and it'll be on the podcast probably in the next episode or so so guys that's it for me that's the angle peace